Jorge Masvidal was at one point the baddest motherfucker in the UFC. The fighter known as Gamebred started fighting in the streets before transitioning to MMA where he fought in many different promotions all around the world. He was a solid fighter who made it a tough fight for anyone both in victory and defeat. And once he got to the UFC, that narrative continued for his MMA career. He would win fights and show a lot of promise, but just as it seemed like he was going to reach the top, he'd lose and end up back to square one. Because of this, it seemed like all he was ever going to be as an MMA fighter was a journeyman. But then in 2019, he reinvented his career and became one of the biggest stars in the UFC. It was a huge turnaround for his career, but his peak didn't last for long, and by the end, he never captured UFC gold or any other major titles. This led to many considering him as overrated. So how good was Jorge Masvidal actually? Jorge began his MMA career on May 24th, 2003 at the age of 18. His first fight was against Brandon Bledsoe. Jorge finished the fight in the first with punches that knocked Brandon out. After this, Jorge went 4-1 before fighting Joe Lozon. After going back and forth on the ground, Jorge got on top and connected with ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. Following this win, Jorge went 2-1 and won the ACC Welterweight Championship before fighting Keith Wisniewski. This was a back and forth fight on the feet and on the ground, but by the end, it was Jorge who won by majority decision. Four months later, he fought Steve Berger. Jorge controlled the action everywhere the fight went to win by unanimous decision. After this win, he fought Eves Edwards. This was an action-packed fight on the feet that saw both men have their moments. But in the second, Jorge connected with a head kick that dropped Eves, and after some punches, the ref stepped in. After this, Jorge won his next two fights before fighting Ryan Healy. Despite getting dropped early on, Jorge recovered and began to find success both on the feet and on the ground. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. Following this victory, Jorge fought Rodrigo Dan. Although Jorge looked good while on the feet and even dropped Rodrigo, he ended up getting caught in the second with the right hand that dropped him and this forced the ref to step in. Following this defeat, Jorge fought Ryan Schultz. Jorge denied the takedowns and then connected with a left hand that rocked Ryan. Once the action went down, Jorge threw ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. A month later, Jorge fought Taehyung Bang. Most of the action took place on the feet and it was Jorge who found more success. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. At Bellator's first ever event, Jorge headlined the card against Nick Aguilar. It took Jorge 79 seconds to drop Nick with punches before following up with ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. At Bellator 5, Jorge fought Toby Amada. Jorge was battering Toby for most of this fight, but in the third, Toby locked up an inverted triangle choke that put Jorge to sleep. A month later, Jorge fought Eric Reynolds. Eric tried to bring the fight down, but Jorge denied his takedowns and found success both on the feet and on the ground. In the third, he brought the fight down and locked up a rare naked choke that forced its tap. After this, Jorge left Bellator and went to Japan to fight Satoru Kitaoka. Although Satoru found success on the ground, Jorge had his moments as well, and on the feet, he was connecting with some nice shots. In the second round, Jorge got taken down, but managed to get back on top where he threw ground and pound that ended the fight. Jorge went 1-1 one one before fighting Paul Daly. Paul was pressing forward more on the feet and connected with some nice shots, but Jorge had his moments as well. He also secured many takedowns throughout this fight. It seemed like Jorge did enough to win, but by the end, Paul won by unanimous decision. Following this defeat, Jorge went back to strike force and fought Billy Evangelista. For most of this fight, Jorge was picking apart Billy on the feet. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. 
Three months later, Jorge fought KJ Nunes. Jorge battered KJ on the feet and also had some moments on the ground. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. These two wins led to a shot at the Strikeforce Lightweight Championship against champion Gilbert Melendez. This was a back and forth war on the feet. Both men connected with some nice shots, but overall, Gilbert was connecting with more. So by the end, he won by unanimous decision. Following this defeat, Jorge fought Justin Wilcox. This was a closely contested bout as both men had their moments on the feet, but it was Jorge who found a little more success. But Justin was also able to bring the fight down a couple of times. By the end, Jorge won by split decision. This was Jorge's last fight with Strikeforce before the promotion merged with the UFC. So in his UFC debut, he fought Tim Means. Both men found success on the feet, but Jorge was able to bring the fight down and connect with ground and pound. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. Three months later, Jorge fought Michael Chiesa. Despite looking close to being finished in round one, Jorge recovered and in the second, he locked up a Darce choke that forced Michael to tap. Following this win, Jorge fought Rustam Habilov. Jorge did a good job in denying the takedowns and finding success of his own on the ground. But on the feet, Rustam connected with better and more shots. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. Jorge bounced back with a win before fighting Darren Cruikshank. Although Jorge got dropped early on, he recovered and began outstriking Darren on the feet and controlling him on the ground. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. Jorge picked up another decision win before fighting Ally Quinta. Jorge looked great in this fight as he connected on the feet and busted up Al pretty badly. Although Al had his moments, many believed Jorge did enough to get the win, but by the end, it was Al who won by split decision. After this defeat, Jorge moved back up to welterweight and would stay there for the remainder of his career. His first fight back at 170 was against Cesar Ferreira. Cesar was able to connect with some shots and secure a takedown early on, but then Jorge landed an elbow that dropped him. This led to ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. Jorge's next fight was his first UFC fight night headliner. His opponent was Benson Henderson. This was a competitive back and forth fight that saw both men have their moments on the feet and on the ground. But by the end, it was Benson who won by split decision. Jorge went one and one in his next two fights before facing Jake Ellenberger. Jorge won this fight after Jake injured his foot. A month later, Jorge fought Donald Cerrone. Jorge outstruck Donald on the feet and looked close to finishing the fight before the end of the first. Although Donald survived, he was still rocked in the second, which made it easy for Jorge to finally get the finish. At UFC 211, Jorge fought Damian Maya. Damian's game plan was to bring the fight down and get a hold of Jorge's back. And although he found success in doing this, Jorge did well in defending and also had some moments of his own. Regardless, it wasn't enough, so by the end, Damian won by split decision. At UFC 217, Jorge fought Steven Thompson. For the entire fight, Jorge got outstruck on the feet. By the end, Steven won by unanimous decision. Following these defeats, Jorge took a break from MMA and was out for 16 months before coming back in 2019 to fight Darren Till. Although Darren dropped Jorge early in round 1, Jorge recovered and in the second, he connected with punches that knocked Darren out cold. At UFC 239, Jorge fought Ben Askren. It took Jorge 5 seconds to connect with a flying knee that knocked Ben out cold, making this the fastest finish in UFC history. At UFC 244, in Jorge's first pay-per-view headliner, he fought Nate Diaz for the symbolic bad motherfuck title. And for a majority of this fight, he picked Nate apart on the feet. Although Nate was beginning to pick things up in the third, by the end of this round, the doctor stopped the fight due to a cut above his eye, making Jorge the winner of the BMF title. In less than a week's notice, Jorge stepped in to fight for the welterweight championship against champion Kamaru Usman after Kamaru's original opponent, Gilbert Burns, pulled out due to testing positive for COVID. For a majority of the fight, Kamaru was controlling the 
action by pressing forward and keeping Jorge's back against the cage. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. Despite this defeat, the UFC granted Jorge another shot at the title at UFC 261. So Jorge and Camaro fought again, but this time, Camaro put on an even more dominant performance as he connected with some nice shots on the feet and also had some moments on the ground. This led to a huge right hand in the second that knocked Jorge out cold. At UFC 272, Jorge fought rival and former friend Colby Covington. Although Jorge had some moments on the feet, Colby was still a step ahead as he outstruck and outwrestled him for a majority of the fight. By the end, Colby won by unanimous decision. At UFC 287, Jorge fought Gilbert Burns. Gilbert controlled the action for the entire fight to win by unanimous decision. And with this being his fourth defeat in a row, Jorge retired in front of the Miami crowd, stating that at the age of 38 and with all the damage accumulated, he was no longer the same fighter that he once was. But with all the things he has going for himself outside of MMA because of his popularity, it's clear that Jorge will be staying busy after retirement. So after going 35-17, and 17, how good was Jorge Masvidal actually? The narrative of Jorge's career from many is that he was a journeyman. But personally, I'd have to disagree. Yes, he has been in many fights and in many different promotions without winning any major titles. But to say that he was just a journeyman is understating his career big time. Because Jorge's MMA career was absolutely iconic, which is something you can't say for most journeymen. But I also understand this narrative because for a majority of Jorge's run as an MMA fighter, that's what he was and at one point, it seemed like that's all he was going to be. He was a solid fighter and a tough test for anyone he went up against. His experience as a street fighter translated well into MMA as he wasn't afraid to stand and trade with his opponent. His striking was solid, he was accurate and powerful. And he wasn't afraid to get hit as he could take shots and simply continue. After all, out of 17 defeats, he only got knocked out twice. But Jorge's mindset for fighting expanded past street fighting. He actually wanted to learn and grow as a mixed martial artist. He improved on his wrestling and jiu-jitsu. He displayed great takedown and submission defense against many strong grapplers. He also learned how to bring the fight down himself and lock up submissions. And while on top, his ground and pound was brutal. Although he wasn't known as a ground fighter, I would say he learned enough to make it a fight for anyone whenever the action went down. After all, out of 17 defeats, Jorge only got submitted twice. And that's definitely what made Jorge such a tough test for anyone. His toughness. He was hard to put away, and when you mix that toughness with his skill set, going all rounds with him and winning was an impressive feat. But even though Jorge made it a tough fight for his opponents, there were many times where he was in closely contested bouts. Sometimes it ended in his favor, but sometimes it didn't. And this plagued Jorge's MMA career as there were times where he seemed close to getting to the top. But just as he was about to jump over the hurdle, he'd lose and end up back to square one. And a lot of these defeats were fights that many believed he should have won. And had he won them, he probably would have gotten to the top even sooner. But the reason why he finally did get over that hurdle was because he changed his mindset big time. That 16 month layoff after the Wonder Boy fight really gave Jorge time to reflect on what he had to do differently. And that was to go for the finish because going to the decision did not guarantee him the win. Now he had to take matters into his own hands. And that's what he did in the final three wins of his career. And because of it, not only did he get to the top of the mountain and become a top contender, but he also became a huge star, which was much deserved after all of the years he gave to this sport. It was without a doubt one of the greatest storylines in MMA history, to see a journeyman break through that career narrative and finally get his flowers. But sadly, it didn't last for very long, because by the time this all happened, Jorge was in his late 30s and on the tail end of his career. 
career. And once his star burnt out, he went down hard as he lost four in a row before calling it a career. And the way he went out made many say that Jorge was overrated. He became way too popular even though he wasn't the greatest fighter. And that's true, Jorge wasn't the greatest. But you can't deny that he never backed down from a fight. He fought anywhere at any time. When he lost, he either lost to the best or lost fights that could have won to him. But despite a career of wins and defeats, he kept going when most would have given up. And to see it pay off in such a grand way was truly an amazing thing to witness. Jorge Masvidal was a fighter's fighter, he was a fan favorite, he was a bad motherfucker. That's why I would give his MMA career a 9 out of 10. But what do you think? How good was Jorge Masvidal actually? And what was your favorite moment from his career? But that's all for now, so I'll see you in my next one. Bye bye.